Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we are sitting here on the, I guess, as people are listening to this, most likely on um, Wednesday, Wednesday, the 6th day of January in the year of our Lord, 2021. I thought that this was going to be a new year. This is just like 2020, and I don't like it. Amazing how that happens. Yeah, I am not a fan. I would have preferred that when we changed the calendar, everything that sucked in 2020 would be gone. That is not yet how uh, we are getting this year, and I feel (sighs) like we have been the victims of a bait and switch, and I do not appreciate it. That sigh is just residual from 2020 at this point. Like it all That's carries, fair. it all carries over. All the stuff that I didn't do in 2020, uh, the residual sighs, you know, the systematic racism and pr- police brutality, all the stuff, the election, everything just carrying over from 2020. All of that. All of that. Well, if you want a little bit of joy in your life, head over to patreon.com slash patreon. As I mentioned yesterday, um, we're going to be rolling out something where Patreon subscribers can get shout outs for different types of things here on the various Broadway radio shows. So stay tuned for that should be very exciting. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. We're going to start with some changes coming to the 2021 Grammy Awards. As I am sure you had all forgotten or never knew in the first place, the Grammys were previously scheduled to happen on the 31st of this month in Los Angeles. However, with the coronavirus continuing to spread completely uncontrolled across the country and specifically in California, the awards have been postponed until sometime in March. Shrug emoticon. Um, according mm. to Rolling Stone, the plans for the event had already been to keep it as limited as possible with only presenters and performers in attendance, leading to something similar to what we saw with the Emmys, where winners would be accepting their awards virtually, which was mm-hmm. honestly a lot better than what we normally get from awards shows. I really enjoyed that and wish they would stick with that. Forever. I'd I'm rather watch people. That. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, with that. I'd rather watch people with their, f- celebrate with their families, especially the thing with, with Zendaya and like she was with her family. Uh, and that was such yeah. a cool moment. God, that and seems then, like a f- forever ago. Uh, it was. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. And then all of the Shits Creek people celebrating together. Like that was so sweet. Oh, like I, yeah. I wish we could, I wish just do that. Like there have been a few things that we have done because of the pandemic that I think we should keep. That is very much one of them, mm-hmm. but. As st- uh, the state of California is continuing to set new daily COVID uh, records, this seems to be uh, something that makes sense both from a um, a health and safety perspective, but also from a publicity standpoint. I don't know that we need an awards ceremony while 74,000 people a day are being diagnosed yeah, with COVID. Absolutely so, not. Um, but what we do absolutely always need is a Trevor Noah to host things, and he will continue yeah. to be the host for the Grammy Awards whenever this happens. And as a reminder, the best musical theater album nominees this year are the London recording of Amelie, the Broadway recording of American Utopia, the OBC of Jagged Little Pill, the new off-Broadway recording of Little Shop of Horrors, the London cast album of The Prince of Egypt, and the my the winner in my heart, at <laughs> least, the off-Broadway yeah. recording 
of soft power. It's a good list. I feel like it's going to go to Is a Yeah, I mean, ish. Uh, Jagged Little Pill, maybe not. Yeah, the London recording of Amelie and the Prince of Egypt, which I haven't listened to, but I've heard it's, the it, show is not good. It's a good list to the extent that we didn't have any shows in 2020. So I mean, I guess. I, mean, I feel like, I don't remember now, but I feel like there were other things that I thought should have been nominated that weren't, but... I don't know. Oh, yeah, like, like Octet and um, well, yeah. Oh, um, I mean, we were. I remember when these came out, we were already kind of shocked that we had so much off Broadway. Uh, yeah, and what, uh, which is already. Uh, I and I love the Little Shop of Horrors recording. I listen to it probably once a week. Soft Power have really. I don't have any use for the new Little Shop of Horrors really? album. Oh, I love it so much. Like yeah. I'll just stick with the original. I don't. I mean, it, the it's the original classic, of course. But yeah, I don't I don't need this one. It's fine. Like there's nothing different about the arrangements. There's nothing all that different about the uh, voices. Like they're better. Like like, you know, no offense to uh, to Lee Wilkoff, you know, Jonathan Groff's a better voice, but like nothing's new about that album. Like I, I don't need it. Well, more to for each me. Their own. Than, I was going to say more for me then. I feel like it's yeah, going to be no. American Utopia regardless though. I completely agree. Completely agree. All right, Ashley, let's get into some various show-related news. Um, First up, yesterday, Master Voices announced the first chapter in the new four-part virtual rollout of Adam Gettle's song cycle, Myths and Hymns. The free digital production will premiere on January 13th and will also be available on demand thereafter. The cast will include the Master Voices chorus, as well as Annie Golden, Renee Fleming, Joshua Henry, Capathia Jenkins, Michael Kilgore, Norm Lewis, Jose Lana, Kelly O'Hara, and Elizabeth Stanley. Part two will debut on February 24th, part three on April 14th, and part four on May 26th. Moving on, like I thought we had from Adam Gettle in general, uh, this week. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's as much comment as I have on the situation. Besides, you know, beautiful cast, beautiful, beautiful yeah, gowns. And, and I love his mother and grandfather. Yes, exactly. Anyway, this week, Play Per View announced the next set of upcoming events to start off the 2021 calendar year. That will start on January 15th with the, uh, with the reunion of the Off-Broadway cast of Abby Rose uh, Rosebrock's Blue Ridge. The cast will feature Kyle Beltran, Marin Ireland, Crystalline Lloyd, and more. It is directed as it was off-Broadway by Tavi Magar. The show will uh, be available to stream on demand through January 19th, and proceeds will benefit the National Black Trans Advocacy Coalition. Then on January 23rd, this is not theater related, but it is something um, that they have done uh, a, a little bit more recently. They will have a reunion of the principal cast of the NBC TV show Timeless, um, which features Abigail Spencer, who is one of my favorites, uh, Goran Viznik from ER, Matt Lanter, and more. They will read this season two episode, Hollywood Land, and that will be available on demand through January 27th, and their proceeds will benefit Feeding America. Then the final one that they announced will take place on February 13th, and it will be a reading of Carla Ching's play Revenge Porn. It'll be directed by Bernardo Cubria, and uh, that'll be available through the 17th of February, Sweet. and proceeds will benefit the Ma Yi Theater Company. I 
take it you did not watch the show Timeless? I, on- you know, you said Timeless, and my, I had to like, one, I had to rack my brain for it, but my brain also went to Limitless, which was an entirely different Completely show. Different. That was based no. on a Bradley Cooper movie it of was. the same name. And I think Bradley Cooper uh, appeared in the pilot, actually. Oh, um, wow. But yeah. this is a time did travel. Not timeless. Yeah, I didn't either. I saw the movie. It was good. This is a <laughs> Quantum Leap style time travel uh, okay. show. Um, okay. It was fine. I really like Abigail Spencer. She was on one of my favorite shows of all time called Rectify. Um, and she can sing too. Like, I'm surprised she hasn't done um, some musical theater. Like, I know she's a musical theater kid at heart. But anyway, that should hmm. be a lot of fun. Next up, yesterday we learned that Tony winner Sarah Jones's off-Broadway one-woman show, Buy, Sell, Date, will be turned into a documentary produced by such luminaries as Meryl Streep, Rashida Jones, and Laverne Cox. Now, nice. if you, if, I know, that's a pretty impressive list there. Um, if you don't remember this show from its 2016 off-Broadway run with the Manhattan Theater Club, the show addresses themes of inequality, criminal justice, race, sexism, and poverty through the lens of the debate around the sex industry. The feature-length documentary will also include um, clips from that show, apparently, or perhaps her doing it again somewhere else, but as well as interviews with experts and celebrities. And finally, in this section, Deadline is reporting that the original Hermione Granger and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, both in London and in New York, Noma Dumezwini, uh, has joined the live-action adaptation of Disney's The Little Mermaid. Of course, as I'm sure you all know, Lin-Manuel Miranda is working with original composer Alan Menken on new material for the film. Speaking of Alan Menken works that I don't need new versions of, mm-hmm. uh, it will star... Halle Bailey, not Halle Berry, but Halle Bailey as Ariel, Aquafina, David Diggs, Jacob Tremblay, Melissa McCarthy, and Javier Bardem. Now, Deadline notes that while we do not know what role Dumezwini will play, it is a new character who was not in the original film. So, of course, Ashley, that to me means that she is playing Ariel's mother. So when you pair uh, Noma Dumezwini mm, with Javier Bardem's maybe? King Triton. That's a pretty powerful couple. Like yeah. Noma, that's a, pow- she's that's, had a, a pretty- that's a Hollywood power couple right there. Yeah, seriously. Like she's had like a lot of good uh, press lately. She was in the TV shows The Undoing yeah, and Normal that's People. That's next up on and, my like, list. Was, yeah, like she was a standout in both of those. So like you put those two together. Um, that's a pretty good couple. Now, I have no idea if it's a big part, if it's just in flashbacks or whatever, but... Um, that's what I was going to ask, because I felt like that was... I, it wasn't a big thing in the original or anything, like her mother's gone, I don't think, but I felt like it might have been mentioned? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen The Little Mermaid. I feel like they might have talked about it more in the Broadway musical version. That's possible. Um, and, of course, they changed a lot of stuff in that as well. They made... Uh, Ursula and Triton, brother and sister. And so there were changes from the original 1989 Mm, animated film, but who knows what's going to happen with this. And I'm assuming that um, Ariel's mother is a rapper, and that's why Lin-Manuel Miranda was brought Obviously, obviously. Goes without saying. Goes without saying. (laughs) All right, let's get into some feel-good recommendations, Ashley. Coming up on Sunday, the Pasadena Playhouse will present Playhouse Live, the online opening night of You, I Like, a musical celebration of Jerry Herman. Um, It'll feature... Songs from Hello Dolly, Mame, La Caja Fall, and many more. It will feature special guests Bernadette Peters and David Hyde Pierce. Mm. But from a performer standpoint, it'll feature uh, Ashley Blanchett, 
Nick Christopher, Queen Leslie Margarita, Andrea Ross, and Ryan Vanya. And they uh, have released a sneak preview, which you can uh, check out in the show notes. Uh, anything Jerry Herman always brings of a smile course. to my face. And anything uh, Leslie Margarita does, does the same. So recommend co-sign, all of that. Co-sign on both parts of that, for sure. Yep, absolutely. All right. And then... The last thing is so inside my Venn diagram. I say, I here we go. <laughs> like this is so for me. Um, it was revealed uh, on Monday that Kristen Anderson Lopez and her husband and much lesser known songwriting partner, Robert Lopez, have written the theme song for the upcoming Disney plus Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show, WandaVision. Now, I have been looking forward to WandaVision since the you moment have. it was yeah. announced. Um, one, because I think, um, the Scarlet Witch, who is Wanda, is one of the most underutilized characters in the MCU. She, until Captain Marvel showed up, she was the most powerful character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they didn't use her properly. But she in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as she is in comic books, is in a relationship with the sentient android humanoid vision one of my favorite comic book runs was the visions which didn't actually feature wanda but um featured vision and a lot of the this show is being taken from that comic book run and the reason i'm telling you all of this is because the first few episodes of this series are going to be inspired by different sitcoms of varying decades, starting from the 1950s all the way up through the 2000s. So we have already seen in trailers um, clips that are in black and white that look like the Dick Van Dyke show. We've seen things that look like um, perhaps the uh, um, um, uh, the Brady Bunch and Family Ties and uh, Modern Family and stuff like that. Um, I love Lucy as well in there. So the Lopez's have written a theme song that replicates the theme songs of these classic sitcoms. So we don't hear a ton of it in this new trailer that was just released, but we hear some snippets of it because it's a Lopez song. You know, it's very catchy, but also very funny and very smart. Um, so I am super duper looking forward to WandaVision being released on uh, January 15th on Disney Plus, And even more so now because uh, the, I know the Lopez's have written the theme song for it. <sighs> That was. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> that you know, was a lot. That it's gonna be amazing. It's it's a weird. It's really gonna be a weird show. It's gonna be a weird show. It's gonna be all over the place. It's gonna be bonkers. It's gonna be reality bending. Um, I was, make, like I was I said, basically making my grocery list through that, but I. <laughs> I mean, I am excited about it. To be quite honest, it's the one thing I'm looking forward to, as far as like any of that universe so there you go okay. you've got me okay. you've got me in one thing okay all right well i'm just hoping that it has some sort of reference to full house and you know why right no why the actress who plays wanda maximoff the scarlet Witch, oh, is a, right it, right okay it's elizabeth yeah. olsen the younger sister of Mary Kate and Ashley right. Wilson. So there's got to be a you Full would, House reference in there somewhere. You would honestly think so. That's a missed I mean, opportunity, a- if not, unless it's in her contract that you can never mention anything <laughs> no, related to fine. my sisters. I- 
No, I think they're fine. I think they're on good terms. Okay, but good. Uh, it would seem like a criminal artistic faux pas if they did not include yeah, a reference yeah. there. So. Well, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll agree with that. Thank you for humoring me. You're All very right. welcome. You know what it is also? Like, I mean, I am, like I said, I am looking forward to this, but I also grew up in like Lucy land, essentially. So anything when we talk about like classic sitcoms, I'm like, like start having war flashbacks. <laughs> So not the it's best just, of memories of I Love Lucy is what you're saying, well, and well, everything surrounded it, it <laughs> triggers things for you is what you're saying. I grew up in my I grew up in her hometown, so my hometown is her hometown. Oh, I didn't know and that. Her face is plastered on Jamestown, New York, baby. Oh, uh, that plastered statue. on every building in Jamestown, and there's like that awful Lucy statue that horrible, they had horrible. seven years ago Offensive. that made national international news. Yeah, I think they redid it. That's in like Celeron, which yeah, is yeah. technically her hometown. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That's Lucy all day, all night, all the time. Got it. So I'm a, I'm a step back from that. That's right. Personally, I love Lucy. Anyway, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMAP. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Everybody have a wonderful hump day, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.